Hello, 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 everybody. It's Wednesday, Wednesday, April, what, 14th? Um, welcome to uh, season two, episode eight of Whiskey and Weird. Um, so I got a little newness going on with this podcast, this broadcast tonight. Um, uh, yeah, a new uh, camera. I have figured out a certain way to kind of reduce the glare on my lens, right? So I'm not staring directly at my computer, um, but it's it's kind of distracting. Um, I was also thinking, like, I should just, like, sing for five minutes when I first get on. Just start singing. I don't know what. Um, because I'm here and I'm talking. And so much about this, this um, broadcast is really... Um, is about the interaction, right? But it's always like a little bit of time before anyone starts chiming in anyway. So somebody's here, don't know who, but somebody's here. Um, but yeah, so testing out this new uh, camera and my son helped me just kind of make sure that it was working a little bit. Now I realize there's probably a little bit of a glare because my computer screen has to be here and I need to wear my glasses. So I'm not really sure unless I hire someone to um, follow along and, and feed me comments and things like that. Um, I don't know how I'll get around that. But I will have to look over at my computer every once in a while. Um, but again, if you're just chiming in, there's a couple of you here, please say hi. Please say hi for sure so I know you're here. Um, and uh, yeah, this is going to be weird for me because I'm so used to like interacting at least with myself <laughs> in a screen. Um okay. So we'll see how this goes, but it's it's definitely going to be better. I think you can actually see my eyeballs. Um, but I do have I do have a screen. Funny thing is, there's like a computer screen behind my camera, or yeah, the camera. And then I brought um, I brought Clarence over. Those of you who've watched them be from the beginning have met Clarence, my little ghosty. And I'm gonna stick him right back here, so maybe I can pretend I'm talking to him right Clarence yeah Clarence gets me um so anyway if you're just coming in say hi hi Lisa welcome welcome um season two episode eight of whiskey and weird so uh truth or distraction from it I want to kind of just ponder with y'all um you know all of these new these new documents that are being released to the public um and things like that and you know how much do we think this is truth what what level of truth is in these documents right um and are they really truth maybe but distraction from a, an even bigger truth so um i want to talk about that a little bit i think it'll be be good and i'm really eager to know um what people think about that in a second um, it's really funny. I was mentioning this weirdness of being in front of this camera because I can't interact with myself. So I have these different ways. I got Clarence, my ghosty, and, um, another screen behind me, but it is kind of weird. So you guys are going to have to let me know if I'm like, I don't know, just being weird or I, I've already noticed that I'm looking down a lot because I don't have, have myself to look at, um, in the, in the screen. So it's going to take a little practice for me. Um, but it was like really weird because I, I wasn't liking like having these like side images and stuff of myself. Um, and I this total aside, I've been I was thinking earlier today about 
it's a totally random thing that Lauren thinks about. But I'm like, I miss my good legs. Like I, I've, so I've started working out again and I'm, and I feel like I'm getting fitter and stronger, but you know what, damn it. I used to have pretty nice legs and I, I started thinking about my body image as I was growing up. I, thanks to, well, well, we won't go into that, but I had really, really, really bad body image. I still do. I really, self image is an issue for me. Um, but when I look back at pictures of myself, like for instance, when I was in high school at a time when I really felt fat and felt like people made me think I was, I'm like, I wasn't fat. Like how ridiculous that I never even got to enjoy, you know, feeling and looking good because of that whole nonsense. And now here I am 48 years old and, um, God, I'd kill, I'd kill to have some of those years back and to, um, appreciate them for what they were. Um, but I am going to get my legs back. Um, I'm going to, pl I'm planning on that. So just so y'all know, so I'll show them to you someday. Um, and my ass, I had a pretty good ass too. It was pretty tight. Um, but, um, so it's getting tighter now. It's just a lot of fluff on it still. Um, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. Just weird things that Miss Lauren thinks about sometimes. Um, and so anyway, here we are. And I have some whiskey to try tonight. Um, I have, uh, uh, what is it? It's from out of Oregon Spirit Distillers, straight American bourbon um, that I'm going to try. Let me hold this up for you. So you see that? I got a little bottle because, as I've mentioned before, it's getting way too much whiskey. I have a lot of it and I, you know, I don't, I'm not drinking it as often as I was. Um, but, uh, but it's, you know, I just can't afford it, especially right now. So um, I went to good old wine what is it called? Wine and more? I don't know. Um, and, uh, grabbed a bunch of these little guys instead just to grab some different kinds of whiskey. What I am really noticing though, is that, um, I really can't drink whiskey with a lot of wheat in it. And this, this one does have wheat. There's four different, um, grains in it. One of which is wheat. So I'm guessing 25% wheat. I drank one last week that had 45% wheat and yeah, I regretted it the next day. So I'm gonna have to start being a little more careful and won't be able to to drink as many different whiskeys. Um, unless of course, if I'm just drinking this one night a week, which we all know probably isn't gonna happen. Um, but maybe there's some of you out there that would be willing to, t to taste some of those that I can't and um, come on for a little tasting with me and share um, and share that experience with the group. So you let me know if that's something you're interested in. Um, hi, Michelle. All right, Lisa and Michelle, I'm glad you guys are here. Um, let me know what you guys are drinking, if you're drinking anything good. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to try this out. Um, it's my Oregon Spiller, Spirit Distillers Straight American Bourbon Whiskey. I would read the back, but I can't. It's too dark and my glasses are not that great. Um, so pouring it in here. Noah, my son, such a good parent am I. He likes to smell the whiskey now. And he opened this bottle up and he said, it just smells like rubbing alcohol. He wasn't lying actually. Straight out of the bottle, that's kind of what it smelled like. But let's see what it smells like out of here. Hold on. Hmm. Okay. I got a floral. I got floral right away. 
a little bit of a, like creamy, creamy sweetness after that. Um, hmm. So it's pretty pleasant. As I've said a hundred times before, I love this part of the experience the most. I love smelling it. So you guys, you have to chime in and let me know. Can you see my eyes better now? Because I tried to make this work. Um, but hi, hi, <laughs> Michelle. Okay, who's drinking? You want to come on and drink whiskey with me, Michelle? That's what you're saying. I definitely would love for you to do that. All right, you guys, let's see um, how this tastes. Let me know what you're drinking. If you're here, please say hi. Please say hi if you're here. Um, all right, let's see. So I got the florals followed by some like creamy sweetness. I don't know how you smell creamy, but I did. Mm-hmm. It wasn't much of a burn as I held it in my mouth, but as soon as I swallowed it, wow, it shot up right through my nose. Um, yeah, pretty viscous. Um, the burn was fast. It was just really intense. Fast burn, but really intense. Um, but not bad. I definitely got that creamy sweetness on the, on the flavor. So it's not bad, but the burn is pretty intense. Um, so, you know, slanja. Hmm. Woo. Wasn't as bad the second sip, but yeah, it was pretty intense that first time. It literally just like was fire up my no my nostrils. Um, so anyway, it's, it's pretty good. All right, let's say hi. Hi Dean. Hi Beth, my cousin. Glad to see you guys here, um, at least for the time being. Let me know what you're drinking tonight, if you're drinking anything. Um, and I mentioned earlier, probably before most of anyone got on, that I'm trying out this new camera. Um, my friend um, was good to point out that, um, you know, my glare was there, which is really great because he was probably saying what everyone else was thinking, but no one else would say out loud, which... Come on, people, if you can't tell me the truth, I don't know who you're not, who you're going to tell. Um, but anyway, so um, I took that advice to heart and I, um, or that question to heart. I don't know if it was really advice, but it was a question, something like that. Um, and, um, and employed my son's expertise in the area and I got this camera. And earlier tonight, he helped me kind of make sure that hopefully you guys can actually see my eyes now again. You'll always see the glare from my screen because I do have to wear the glasses, but hopefully it's a little better. Um, but it's weird. Again, it's weird because I'm so used to at least interacting with myself <laughs> and having that kind of feedback. Um, so this is really strange because I'm literally just talking into this little circle thing right in front of me. Now, I do have another computer screen behind here um, where I can kind of see myself, but I don't think, I mean, I think it would look really weird if I'm talking that way. And then of course, I also have Clarence. This is Clarence. Oh, sorry. I forgot the camera's over here. This is Clarence, my little guy, my sweet little ghosty friend, and he's going to sit right here. Um, and I can talk to him too, right, Clarence? So um, anyway, I'm glad you guys are here. 
those of you who are here, right? I'm glad you're here and um, wanted to talk tonight. So, of course, a lot of stuff's coming out. Um, let's see. I got it. This is going to be weird because I got to keep track of the time and all that kind of stuff. Um, I, I, all these things, we've had all these reports, um, documents been, um, been released from government agencies and entities, right? Um, regarding, regarding all sorts of things from, um, you know, UFOs and now most recently about astral projection. And, um, I would absolutely love to talk about astral projection and if anyone's ever had experiences with such things and what you believe about it and, and all of that. But really tonight, I just want to discuss like, as, as the title alludes, is this truth? Do we think this is truth? How much of this is truth? How much of it is a distraction from a bigger truth, right? So one, I think most people following the show will agree that there's probably UFOs and you all certainly know that I believe in them because I've shared multiple stories of my own experiences of them. Um, and, but there are a lot of people that really don't believe in that stuff, right? Um, for whatever reason, um, a lot more sightings happening recently. So that could be a reason why stuff is coming out. Um, and then even more so like this whole astral projection thing, which is really interesting. And this whole article that came out about this missing page from a document that was previously released um, and all of the stuff in it. It's a really fascinating article, actually, or it's not an article. It's a it's a, like a blog post about an, an article, really. Um, but there is an article out there, too. Um, but I'll share it with you guys. Um on the, on the page and you can read it if you haven't read it already. Um, but you know, it refers to the whole notion of, of astral projection being used for instance, as remote viewing. Um, and we've talked a little bit about remote viewing here on the show a couple of times. Um, and you know, remote viewing is done kind of at differing levels. Like I actually do a little bit of that while I practice it. I, I, try it and I've been successful sometimes and it's basically about trying to first of all psychically tap into another place um, but the difference with um, astral projection in terms of remote viewing is people who can literally project their energy their soul there's whatever they're they're projecting that aspect of themselves outside of their bodies to a completely different place um, I actually know someone who does this. Um, he's had, um, I know him very, he's barely an acquaintance really. I've seen him talk, friends know him. Um, but I heard him talk at the, um, Port Gamble ghost conference about his experiences. Um, and, um, he actually did a, he did a, uh, presentation when he, he touched a little bit on remote viewing and how the military has used it, particularly with psychic warfare and things like that in the 1970s, probably still today. It kind of cracks me up how sometimes we get these stories and it, and it suggests that this was something that was once happening. <laughs> and I, I doubt that this is something they just decided, mm, we're not going to do it anymore. Um, because the more they learn, the better that they'll be able to do it, right? So anyway, there's the whole idea of um, of psychic warfare and this whole astral projection thing that we many people have known about for a long time, whether it's been um, readily released to the to population or not. Um, 
So I'm going to pause for a second and look at the comments, see if there's any questions, because I can't um, keep up with that very easily this way. Uh, okay, hi, Jim. Um, so anyway, I... Um, I, I, you know, you guys ask questions. I'll, it's probably going to be better for me this way because I won't get weirdly distracted by your comments and your questions. Um, and I'll try to get to those, but, um, I, you know, I think about this a lot and in a nutshell, I'm just going to come out right away and say, I think that there, obviously these things are really happening. They have been happening. I think our governments, governments all over the world have known they've been happening. Um, you know, I think about like the Harry Potter the Harry Potter um, films and when the new minister takes over the the books and they they learn about wizards in you know in London you know the, the prime minister or whatever in London um, actually um, takes over has to learn that these things exist and so I wonder what it must be like to be a new president for instance and have and have be, be told some of this weird stuff that we know exists um, that maybe even some of us aren't even ready to um, to think about right um, but I, I think that, that definitely it's all truth, but I also think it's like, here, we're going to, we're going to give you people a little crumb so that maybe you'll shut up about this for a bit. Um, because there's a lot of us out there, you know, now with the, with, you know, social media, what it is with, you know, podcast, things like this, where people are actually openly talking about stuff that nobody really talked about before. Um, and in some cases weren't allowed to talk about it. I mean, I think there's a lot of people today that still get, get hushed, um, when they bring things up. Um, probably not little me because nobody knows I'm here. Um, and I'm not saying anything that important, but, um, it, you know, this, this stuff's coming out and I think they, I think that they just want to give us a little, so maybe we'll quiet down for a little bit, but I, I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're, there's a lot um, shifting in this whole uh, spiritual awareness kind of cognizance, spiritual cognizance uh, arena that is um, occurring. I mean, the whole, you may have heard of like the whole um, fifth dimension ascension and all of these different things that, um, and maybe you haven't, and we can talk about that at another time. I'm reminded of my sister Kelly laughing and go, well, she said, well, what happened to the fourth dimension? Because we were basically going from 3D to 5D. But that's for another um, another show. Um, but I'm going to take a break here. Hi, Sean. Um, Sean says that he agrees about the crumb. We're going to give him a little bit and hope they be quiet for a little bit. Um, really quickly, you guys, anyone else have some immediate responses about that stuff? Uh, about... Um, uh, what your immediate reaction to some of these things that that is that's coming out um let me know i want to know ask me questions too but anyway i think that um i think that they're trying <laughs> what's the word they're trying to um not well placate is is one but kind of like s slow down the momentum i guess of people's awareness which is kind of troubling to me and i i think it's just kind uh it's very indicative of pretty much everything um you know l let's not let people learn because then they can help themselves and then um then we can't um help them we can't p charge them to um to access to access our our help and that kind of thing and i think you know in a nutshell 
the more um, evolved we become spiritually and as um, well and as, as humans in, in our human form, the less we really need anyone but ourselves. Now, interestingly, that um, the astral projection article, it talks about religions and all these things and how they kind of tie in in terms of these certain levels of awareness. But one of the things that really struck me in there was this idea of knowing thyself, knowing yourself, um, which is really key to any of this spiritual development stuff that it really doesn't matter. Um, nobody else really matters. I mean, they do. But the, the, the whole point of, of our existence as humans in, in, in this lifetime is really understanding, you know, what's my experience? Why am I here? Recognizing that part in, in, in within us that actually connects us to whatever this greater, this absolute, also a word used in this, um, in this article. Um, what is that? What is the absolute, right? The absolute truth. Um, we all have a different experience, a different version of the truth. Um, but anyway, what, what do you guys think? Okay. So Dean has, has chimed in. And so I want to see, um, I'm going to show it up here cause it's easier for me to see. So Dean says our government provides a limited hangout in regards to UFOs, a crumb of truth, but the majority is disinformation. Werner von Braun, Yes, told Carol Rosen on his deathbed that the Illuminati's last card to be played would be a holographic alien invasion to achieve ultimate control of the people. That's interesting. Um, Illuminati. So we, we could go there. That's interesting. Um, I mean, definitely it's, it's hard to, uh, it's hard to uh, kind of comb through what is real information and what isn't real information. Um, and, and I can see that that would be an easy, an easy card to play because people are so fearful of UFOs. But I also believe that um, a lot more people are becoming tapped into to what those things really are. But it does beg the question, like all of these sightings, especially because we've we've read that there's these increased sightings right in the last um, like three, four five years, especially. Um, are those really UFOs or are those some sort of ploy from the government to um, to make us believe or lead to this notion that something really crazy is going to happen? Um, that's a really great question. Now, the whole idea of the Illuminati um is an interesting one. And of course, I mean, we could go on. See, this is where a whiskey and weird meetup would be really great because we could just go on so many tangents about all of this stuff. Um, but I think that the key, like for me personally, when I get back to this whole notion of knowing myself, um, is understanding and listening to my intuition being, um, tapped in, um, as someone who is, uh, clairsentient and claircognizant and clairaudient, um, and real learn still learning to um, develop those awarenesses. I don't know. I, I feel pretty comfortable. Like I'm not fearful of these things. Um, and I see it kind of for what it is. Um, and I don't know. It's just, I, you know, I, I, I really think that we're being given this information because most people, average people are not going to be able to, um, to handle the greater pieces of truth. But why now? Like, why right now? Why are we doing this now? Is it, um, and is there any strange connection, for instance, to this pandemic? Like, 
I, I think all of these things are connected. I don't know. What are your thoughts about that? Um, Sean says, let's see. Sean says, hide the truth in plain sight. Masses distrust the government so much they could give us 100 facts, 100% facts, and half the people would take call the fake news. It's really true. And, and hasn't that become really um, a purposeful avenue, especially in the last three or four years um, because of the climate, for instance, in the United States around um, the government and all of these other things and the, the notion of fake news and the proclivity of it on social media and how um, people are willing to, to dive into conspiracy theories. I mean, the number of people today who are willing to believe anything. Now, <laughs> I know that sounds weird coming from someone like me who believes in UFOs and Sasquatch and ghosts, but I don't think it's the same kind of thing. I think, you know, you know, people saying that, you know, Bill Gates has put little whatchamahoo-haws in all of our vaccines so they can track us and, and stuff like that. Like, it's it's really remarkable. Um, but those people exist, and they still do, and their opinions carry a huge weight in, in the world um, and are really the people that we have to calm and appease to a certain degree because they're so full of fear, which is why they believe everything, um, that they they are a little harder to control, I think. Um, so I think that's a really an, an interesting thing of this notion of of hiding um, of hiding the truth right in front of us, right? Uh, and how much of that? Then you can get into the you know the whole conspiracy of of why and how fake news is created. I mean, a lot of it's just created by your average Joe who wants to put a piece of information out there and just see what happens with it, right? But but there is also a lot of information that is planted for the sake of um, taking people down rabbit holes or pulling their uh, you know their attention over here so we can do this over here. Um, it's kind of scary when you think about it and when you think about how how much people are um, are willing to go there, right? And how easily people are swayed and convinced of really interesting things. And for me, I just keep going back to this idea of trusting, trusting myself. Of and 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 when I say myself, that's not that's me as as I am connected to my divine source, right? Um, and it's it's interesting. And I you know I don't I'm I'm not here to talk um, poorly about my family members, but my my parents are kind of struggling with this whole vaccine thing. And, you know, my mom uses a lot the phrase that, you know, I just don't trust any of it. And I finally just responded to my mom. I said, you know, I, I trust myself. I have to trust myself and I have to trust myself as a person who's divinely connected to something much more bigger, much more absolute than me in this human body. Um, and to be able to do that is huge. And to not be at the you know, the mercy of the government or other people um, waiting to be told how to think, what to believe is huge. Now, I don't pretend to know how to trust that 100% of all the time. I mean, there's certain areas of my life. I mentioned earlier at the start of this broadcast, my whole body image issues, and, and that's still a huge work for me to get over um, and not something I trust yet. Um, and so there's always work, there's always work to be done. But when it comes to this real bigger picture, 
I trust it. I trust that there is something bigger happening um, and that I have a role to play in it and that at the the, the you know the smallest level I um I've already I've already agreed to it I have a soul contract um and so that I don't get really caught up in that stuff um but I do often wonder why I'm like why is this happening now why did they decide um to release this information why do the people who get this information why are they ones to get it and why are they the ones to share it um <clears throat> and you know is are we, does this mean we're going to keep getting more of it or again, is this just simply to to appease us? I'm really interested, Lisa, I know that you're here. Um, I'm really interested to hear what you think about that because I know you read the astral projection. Um, there I'm getting kind of blurry. What's happening? Um, I'm gonna put this up. Up, see? Somebody's listening. Somebody is getting upset about what I'm talking about and messing with my camera. That's weird, it's all blurry. Um, I don't know how to fix that. So I'm going to read this anyway. There it goes. Okay. Fear is the common thread. Scare the people enough and they will do most anything and give up what is left of their rights to be protected. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's what religion does, right? Religion is all about let's scare the shit out of people and then we'll save them. Um, and the government does that too. And pharmaceutical companies and everyone, you know what? You're going to die unless you... Um, you know, you start taking this medicine. Um, so yeah, if we all really had it within us to completely 100% trust ourselves, um, nobody could have any control over us. It'd be a, such a completely different world, wouldn't it? Um, but yeah, I think that that is, is really key. But yeah, Lisa, if you're still here, I'm really curious to hear what you have to say about, about that. Um, so I'm curious too, folks who are listening in, um, what is, why, why do you think now? Do you, and do you think in any like up level, you know, fifth dimension ascension kind of purpose that, that the fact that there's a pandemic and I'm not suggesting that, um, the government created it cause I don't, I don't really believe that, but you know, mother, mother nature, the earth you know, is as a part of this absolute, right? And how much of, of what's been happening in the world over, I guess my question here is how much of what's been happening over the last year or so um, is all part of this absolute that is referred to in this, in this um, article um, in terms of this bigger picture of, and, and how much of that is um, something that these government entities know about, something's coming or some new awareness, some up-leveling, some whatnot that is probably going to be really weird and bizarre for a lot of people. Um, and so, uh, you know, we got we to gotta get people ready for some crazy, right? I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong about that, but I'm curious if any of you think about that because I, I don't know. I think that, um, I mean, I think I know everything happens for a reason, right? Um, I think COVID and this pandemic has been a really, really tricky thing to maneuver for all sorts of reasons. And people have died, sadly. Um, and I count my blessings that I've ha not had to say goodbye to anyone that I care for. And I believe that all of the souls taken by this disease, by this, well, it's not a disease, well, kind of is, by this um, uh, COVID, 
that this germ basically that they knew that they were going you know they knew that it was a soul contract they knew this was the time they were going to go and I know people don't like to hear that and that's weird um but um and there's purpose there's you know something to the fact that every hundred years or so that a lot of people on the earth die and why is that um and why all all of those people at the same time and and um you know are they going to come back better and stronger and more ready for whatever it is is coming um this is a total aside but um the other day i saw um a story pop up about this little boy who claims that he is the reincarnation of princess diana um and i think that'd be a really interesting topic to talk about these kids um this whole um reincarnation thing and these these experiences with young people who can share details about another person's life that there's no way they should know about um just curious if anyone of you saw that now lisa has chimed in and i'm going to look at what she has to say really quickly um right here so lisa says i do think the pandemic is definitely part of the absolute and i think there's easy more to it than that yeah um for sure way more to it she says and Sean says, my opinion, I find it convenient that they can come up with a vaccine in under a year, but we have chronic issues that can't be cured. There is no money in a healthy and happy society. Um, yeah, I, here's what I think. I don't find it suspicious that they can come up with a vaccine, even for something that may be completely out of the blue. I do believe they have cures for things, right? Um, but I also believe that those cures are within ourselves. I actually believe that the diseases and how we battle them has more to do with our own energy flow and our own overall health, spiritual, physical, emotional health than anything else. I believe we have the power to cure ourselves. I think we, we also have the power to prevent ourselves from illness. Um, and what I think is that the government and these greater entities know this. Um, and that's why they keep us on this hamster wheel of if you do these things, you're going to get cancer and then we'll have to cure you and we can't find a cure. Um, but basically we are the cure the way I think of it. Um, and you know, I, I, for me, I don't, I think that's why there's, it's so random when you think of things like pandemics and how they can sweep through an entire family and then other people are basically untouched. I don't think that is a coincidence. I don't think that is a human um, <clears throat> thing either. I think that has to do with something bigger than us that was planned out in another time and space long before it happened. Um, it, but I, do, I think that there are people, there are entities, groups that 100% understand this. Um, that are in contact with things that know this and so that's how they keep us they keep us at bay but maybe part of part of each part of our our um our purpose is to be able to rise above that um and just be like okay this is just i'm i'm just part of this activity um i think i've mentioned here before that um yeah, uh, Lisa says it's like Passover. Yeah, so I've mentioned before that um, uh, there has been, you know, this, if you read certain things or sometimes you get these um, people who 
claim to be able to channel entities from the beyond. Um, maybe they're angels. Um, some think of them as, as aliens. I mean, a, a lot of people believe all of these things are the same. Um, but this, this notion that basically Earth and human existence is just an overall experiment. Like we're all just like, ooh, let's see what happens if we take on these meat suits and all these emotions and we throw in all this shit and then um, see how we can up-level our divine beings, which sounds really crappy on one hand, but on the other hand, I'm like, wow, it sounds like you know, a big practical joke that could be funny on the other side. I don't know. So um, I, don't, I don't know. I kind of lost where I was going with that original thought, but I just, I just think that I think we all know. I think when we really trust and we get to the heart of who we are and we do the work around that, um, it doesn't become an issue anymore because we just kind of watch it. You know, we just kind of experience it and see it and we begin to more easily accept other people where they are. Um, and again, this is work that is constant for me, but I can see how I'm, I'm making this, this, these steps of seeing people and you know, judging less and less and just acknowledging that this is this is where you're supposed to be right now in this path. And it's not my job to to tell you where to be and how to be there. And even these different people who have more information or try to stifle information, these people are all playing a role too, right? Um, so I guess for me, a lot of times when I ask these questions on the show, it's more about more about like, not necessarily there are questions that I have because I feel like I, I already think I know what I know, but I'm always curious to see how other people are are coming across it. And, and I think also that we're all different pieces of the puzzle and that our perspectives are really important and we have to learn how to share them um, in a supportive and gracious way because there's always going to be pieces that we're missing, right? So that's why I love to get on here and talk with you people who are willing to kind of chime in and interact with me about this um, and think about it. Um, I think that, um, you know, this process is, is evolution. It's, it's, is the ascension. It is us recognizing that we are much more powerful and bigger than we're allowed to believe um, in our, in, in this lifetime. Right. Um, I'm going to see what, what Sean says. I totally agree with your take on it. This pandemic was costing money, so it needed to be fixed. The cure for cancer exists, but it does not pay to cure it. I've lost family and friends to both, so I might be bitter. You should be bitter. You know what I mean? I think that um, we would all be bitter. I mean, I I still, I you know, I walk in the Susan G. Komen three-day every year. I have for, this will be, well, for years I'll be doing my 15th event. And it's such an interesting kind of journey for me over this these years. The first year I walked, I was 32. I'm 48 now. Um, and what I've discovered about myself, what I've discovered about health, what I've discovered about um, probably how breast cancer actually um, comes to be is completely different, right? Um, but it's still a journey that's that's worth taking. It's still a fight worth fighting. And for me, I, you know, it's about recognizing where people are on this. Like I, I can look at someone and say, you know, if you're having breast issues, you might consider that you have a heart chakra blockage, but most people aren't ready for that. And I'm not, it's not my place to judge them for that. And, and, and also sometimes, you know, 
medicine does help or at least gives people more years, maybe gives them more opportunity to expand um, their perspective on why they might be unhealthy. Um, and, you know, I walk and I try to take a really holistic look at why people are dying from cancer, why people are dying from breast cancer um, and and be that. In, in my work, you know, I'm shifting from just parent coaching to to integrative holistic um integrative and holistic healing coaching and um and helping people to be able to look at all of their all of their systems looking at um their emotional health their physical health um their nutrition their spiritual health their energetic health all of these things and i'm not an expert in these area all of these areas but i know enough about each of them and um, how they contribute to be able to guide people towards um, considering different aspects that might be affecting them, if that makes sense. Because that's what a coach does. A coach isn't necessarily an expert, but a coach has a lot of resources. A coach has a lot of um, personal experience around things um, and stories to tell that could be helpful to other people. Um, and and I, I, I want to support people on their healing journey, I guess, um, which is a total aside from what we're talking about. Um, but not really, because I think that the more we um, step into that journey, into healing our own trauma, whether it be from this life or past lives, and trust who we are and what our purpose on in this life is, um, we are going to become less inclined to be influenced by all the nonsense that's fed to us um, from the world, from government, from, from doctors even, what have you. Um, Lisa says, yes, cancer is a big business. Everything is about big business, especially in this country. Um, you know, everything is about making, making the big buck and who's going to be, um, who's going to be, get rich off of it. And, you know, you, you, you're, you're basically, we're basically asked to not trust anyone. We're, we're invited to not trust anyone because of how many hands and are in how many baskets and how much shit just kind of like overlaps and intertwines um you know you get into these 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 like political battles of oh well so and so wants this because he has a you know he has stock in that well you know a lot of people have a lot of stock in a lot of shit they don't even really know about right or they don't consider it not to say that people don't you know um specifically choose that but it's just like there's nobody trusts anything. And if you can't trust anything else, maybe that only leaves you, right? Leaves you to trust yourself. Um, and for me, when I get to the why, why is this happening now? I, I think it is the influence of the absolute to say, you need to focus more on what's real, on yourself, on this, you know, the, this connection that we have, who we really are um, outside of this human ex experience. So for me, that's what I think it is. And I think it aligns with, you know, when you get into the woo-woo world and this whole fifth dimension ascension, ascension it aligns with, um, it aligns with, uh, you know, uh, COVID, this, this pandemic happening and people being stuck in their homes and being forced to be introspective um, and to think about things differently than how we've been doing. Like I pray to God that we will consider how we've been teaching our kids forever now 
and we might consider the fact that there might be other ways of doing things and that not everything works for everyone. I, I can only pray that we will have learned some things from this experience. Um, and not to get political, but you know, for me, even when, when Donald Trump became our president and I'm not a big fan of the man, um, I have you know been raised to have respect for the presidency. <laughs> um, but you know, from the beginning, my thought about him was that there was purpose in that. And, and what I think that that four years did in this, in this country, for instance, was to hold a mirror up to the country. Regardless of who he was and how he behaved, he managed to really show us what exists in this country right now. And we can't heal from that. We can't move forward from that if we're not aware of it, if we don't begin to own some of it, right? And surely we have a long way to go. But I would venture a guess that there are a lot more people doing more reflection around um, the way that we've conducted life in this country um, since its inception and and how how we want to move forward with that. I think it's all tied together. None of it is separate. Um, it's all part of something. It's all part of evolution. It's all part of of this ascension thing. And um, you know, another question then is some of these government entities and things. I think a lot of people have information or they're guided to do things and may not really know. So we might be getting all these stories of you know regarding astral projection and ufo just because people are like hmm, i feel like we should share this now maybe they don't even know maybe they they don't know the bigger picture but that's the role that they're playing in in it um is to be the person to say okay these things are out here um anyway here i am just rambling let's see um let's see oh hi derek derek says awareness and responsibility are huge for sure I mean, we're all a part of everything. I was just having a conversation earlier today about how difficult it is for us as human beings to be to take responsibility or hold accountability for anything. Like, it is really a tough thing for, on average, the person to do. And the truth is, though, and I think it's because no one wants to feel like they are asked to take complete blame for anything, right? Nobody wants to do that, but nobody should because the truth is um, there is nothing that occurs that isn't a shared responsibility. You know, if you have an argument with a person, it's not one person's fault. We, two people play a role in that argument, right? Um, you know, and, 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 and I was talking with someone, you know, who in their company has had a big issue going on and how each person, there was like this trickle down effect of the contribution to this problem, but no one wanted to just own their one piece, you know, but at some point someone has to be like, okay, I can't do this because you did this and you did this and you did this and let's all fix it together. Right. But accountability and responsibility, um, are, are huge and we have to freaking be willing to accept it sometimes. Right. Um, to, to, to apologize for shit um, and not mean that it, it means it's all our fault. Um, and we see this on bigger, on all levels, right? We see this in our relationships. We see it um, between countries, for instance, you know, between big people. I, you know, it's just all these different levels that's, that are happening. Um, but, you know, when it comes down to it, we are accountable to to the truth, the absolute truth, even though we may not understand fully what that actually is, 
right? Um, let's see. Let's see, let's see. Oh, Dean has another question here. I will see. What's your take, if you have one, on the Great Reset pushed by Klaus Schwab from the World Economic Forum, who openly said that in the future you will own nothing and be happy about it? A possible push for a new society with more government control, perhaps? I think they realize we are waking up too fast and remembering who we are and why we came here to assist in raising the frequency of planet Earth. Well, or maybe Klaus knows how we should be existing, right? Um, maybe he doesn't realize that he does. I think we all know the truth and we get asked, we get elements of it. So for someone to have this underlying um, idea that in the future, you no one will own anything and you're going to be happy about it. It's of course going to be interpreted, interpreted in a million different ways, right? But at its core, isn't that the truth? Isn't that what we're, we're trying to get to? We're trying to get to a place where we don't need to own shit, where we can just be happy with who we are. But the truth is when that actually happens, we will have be, become completely ascended. We won't, we won't even need to live on this earth anymore. Um, probably what, what will mean, you know, in terms of people who kind of graduate out. Um, so I think that unfortunately people do get information. They are, they are downloaded with information that they can use in the wrong ways. But there is an aspect, there's an element of truth to everything. And the truth that I hear from that is that we we don't need to own stuff and we're gonna be happy. And it's funny that the reception would be like, Yeah, you don't you're gonna get to own shit and you're gonna just be happy about it, right? I don't know. But um I don't I don't th I don't think I think you have to just see it. You have to trust what that will be. And certainly people who are afraid of it, um, of what that real uh, thing would be, are going to try to create it, are going to try to control it. Um, again, that's what religion does. That's what government does. Um, but, you know, Klaus said something that information, it was given to him, whether he shared it um, in the way it was intended to be shared or not, I don't know. But that's what I get from that statement alone, standing alone without all the stuff around it, um, is just this awareness of where we're trying to get to. Um, we just m make a lot of human nonsense out of it. So I don't know if that really answered your question, but um, um, anyway, it's fun you guys like responding, true, yes, and I'm like, I have no idea what you're responding to. It's kind of funny. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I think this stuff is really fascinating and, um, uh, there's just truth. There's an aspect of truth when you, when you take any of it and you kind of, um, well, if you think about everything on the grids, right, the matrix, the whole point of the grid work, um, and again, here's another topic we could, we could have fun with if no one's ever heard of, of grid work or seen that in meditations, is it, it basically pushes everything out right and so you see these different elements um, that exist and see them completely separate from anything else and so then that becomes a new kind of information to you um, so again that that comment about the great reset um, this is a notion um, that is happening this it's not this that's basically what's happening with the, the fifth dimension ascension but people are going to take that information 
and make it into what they want. And we have to, again, go back to that trusting this greater power, this greater purpose, this greater connection to the absolute, to trust what that really means on a really, really, really um, specific level, um, if if that makes sense. Um, but the whole grid work, let me know if you guys are familiar with that, um, if you've ever experienced or um, heard anything about that, because... Um, because that could be a really cool conversation. You know, we joked, I think, in the last topic or the last session about the matrix and how there's things in it. Well, the matrix isn't isn't really a, <laughs> completely off the mark um, when when you start diving into some of these um, levels of awareness um, and a lot of stuff in in the art that we create. Um, art create or art imitates life, right? Um, and sometimes we're like, well, this isn't really happening, but these are awarenesses. I think they're, they're meant to be, they're meant to plant seeds. They're, they're in some ways meant to confirm for people things that they sense. Um, maybe not so much on a human level, but on, um, a soul level. Um, and I don't know, it's all really freaking fascinating stuff, I think. Um, and I'm, I'm grateful that you guys get on here, um, Derek says he doesn't know about grid work. So that would be kind of an interesting thing for us to um, to to talk about. I mean, think about the matrix, Derek. Think about if we if we actually are existing in a matrix. That what if what if everything we're experiencing and there's a, a lot of theorists out there is not really it's just created by our human existence it's not I mean have you ever I thought about this earlier today I often wonder for instance you know when I see the color blue if I if if my um if my soul for instance was going to switch bodies with you a little freaky friday action is the blue that you see the same blue that I see or is it purple or is it green or something completely different um, just these are weird questions I've been asking myself since I can remember. Um, but part of that's because we we create kind of create that. Now, this is a really big concept to grasp hold of. And I don't even a 100% get it. I just kind of get it on some level. Um, but when when you're meditating and you can push out and see the earth, there's basically grid lines. We're basically just created around this, this grid that expands out into the depths of the universe. Um, so yeah, it's a really fascinating topic. And again, it's not something I know a ton about. Um, and I can't, I can't pretend to understand it a hundred percent, but on some level it makes sense to me too, if that's weird. A lot of weird stuff makes sense to me. Um, but it'd be kind of fun to chat about it. And as I said, um, Derek says, whoa, a little scary. It is kind of scary. And also not scary, I, I, right? I don't know. It is kind of weird. It's a lot easier just to exist. It's kind of like the Truman Show, right? Like, you know, scary. Like, what's scarier? Living in a bubble and thinking that that's all there is? Or then realizing that it's not and having to venture out and start to explore that, right? Like, I don't know, we could have a whole friggin' episode on that conversation or a good whiskey and weird meet and greet. I really hope we can do that, you guys, because I think that we would have a lot of fun talking about a lot of weird stuff. Um, but any, anyway, Lisa, yes, it is pretty trippy to think about. Um, but you guys, thanks for, 
thanks for listening to me tonight. Um, there goes the burn. Woo. Um, I appreciate the interaction. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, and you know, don't hesitate to just leave. If you have questions, if you want to share articles that you want me to talk about or think about, um, you, I think pretty sure you can share them on the page or at least message me. Um, because there's a lot of cool stuff happening out there now. Um, and yeah, if we, I think as things start to open up in the area too, we might be able to grab a whiskey somewhere. Those of you who are local and go sit and talk about this stuff face to face. How much fun would that be? Um, but hopefully I'm going to, I'm going to wrap up here in just a minute or two. Um, hopefully I wasn't weird on this new little camera device that I had. Um, thanks to everyone who's listening in later. Um, big thanks to you guys who are chiming in with me tonight. I'm really grateful and I love chatting with you. I love your questions and your responses and reactions. It's really, um, very affirming. Um, and those of you who know me know that's kind of important for me. Um, so I'm grateful for that. Those of you who are listening in later or watching the replay, thanks for doing so. Um, and whether it be on um, here on Facebook or on my YouTube channel or uh, via um, your favorite podcast app, um, you know, let me know. Send me messages. What do you think? Is it interesting? Um, and also, you know, if you know people who might be interested in listening and chiming in, please feel free to share Um I know I talk about weird stuff, but I'm on here um, to share it with the world. So I, you know, I don't know. I don't really care. Um, and I, I think there are a lot of people out there that want to talk about weird stuff um, or just want to find their people. And this is how we find our people by showing up and trusting the whole process. Right. So thank you guys. I love y'all weirdos. And um, I will I'll talk to you next Wednesday. All right. Take care. Be well. Well and stay weird.